0: Welcome into the Two for One Drafts podcast. Austin Gale here with Mike Renner for our debut episode. I'm pretty excited. I think we're going to get into a lot of draft, a lot of prospects also a lot of NFL rookies, but before we get into all the names, all the good stuff, we got to talk about the PFF process. PFF grades every player on every single play at the NFL and college level. That player evaluation process is, is an ongoing process. We're still learning, still yes. growing as evaluators, but I know you have some insight on how that has developed.
1: Yeah, and I think that last thing that you just said was the biggest thing, and I wanted this to be the first podcast. Just pull back the curtain mm-hmm. and give you guys an in-depth look at basically what we're doing because now this is my full-time job. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, around the clock here, we draft analysts. I do. Yeah, on Sundays. He's a big guy here. On Sundays, I'm still reviewing college football now. So I, I still uh, that is all I do now is look at prospects all day long to try and, like you just said, evolve this process. Get mm-hmm. to the point where we're finding out what matters at which positions, what translates the best, and I think that is the ultimate goal of mm-hmm. PFF. That we don't want. I mean, we do want the grades to be perfect and predictive, but we're not going to just stand by those grades and stick to them no matter what, just because you know this quarterback from uh, North Texas grades out extremely well doesn't mean he's just going to be all of a sudden Mm -hmm. our highest graded quarterback uh, in the draft. We want to find out what are the aspects of each position that translate best from college into the NFL, and that's been the biggest thing Mm -hmm. that's evolved. If you've followed us in the five years of doing it, uh, we had some pretty ugly ones at, yeah. at the beginning there. We, Deion Jones. Yeah, the Deion Jones miss, you know, the Paul Dawson pumping him up, mm-hmm. Scooby Wright. Uh, we've missed a number of different positions. Uh, and we actually, one of my projects I did this summer was go back and self scout for us which positions we were looking good at and which positions we really weren't looking good at. And mm-hmm. then came back offensive line, defensive line. We were pretty good at predicting. Mm -hmm. We thought the grades, uh, being able to win in those one-on-one situations was very predictive when Mm -hmm. projecting to the next level. And that's
0: what Eric Eager and George Chihuda found in their their data study. And that's what we're, yeah. Exactly. They look at the pass blocking grades and pass rush grades. Those have a high correlation to NFL success. Still a limited sample size because we've only been grading the collegiate level since 2014. Mm -hmm. But as that database gets bigger, you're going to see more and more in the trenches things translating to the NFL.
1: Yes. And I think the biggest thing, the conclusion we've come to and the positions where we sucked the most were <laughs> linebacker yep. and wide receiver. Now, we're not the only ones who suck at wide receiver. The NFL has sucked a lot yeah. at wide receiver over that span as well as... Look, going to come
0: back. All right? I think <laughs> Josh qu- Dotson, too. <laughs> yeah, Treadwell
1: and Dotson, their year, uh, put a pin in it. No, but uh, we were high on Dotson. We mm-hmm. were somewhat still high, high on, on... Corey tre- Coleman. I mean, still high on Treadwell mm-hmm. comparatively uh, to where he probably should have been, where mm-hmm. we should have been. On. Well, now, we're lower than the NFL and where he got taken, but still... Uh, there are positions where we need to find ways to better quantify, to better get, uh, you know, better project. And that's the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goal is to collect even more data at more positions because I think that will be what tells us the most predictive thing when translated to mm-hmm. the next level. It's not going to purely be production grades. That's never going to, mm-hmm. just how well a guy has played is never going to be a perfect translator because the game is just different yeah. at the next level. Beating up against a tackle from San Diego State is not hey, the same as going up against Tyrese. the alma mater? You're going to bring up the alma mater? I'm sorry, it's just not going to ever be the same. Uh, and you hear that again and again, but we want to actually quantify. And so that's my goal, mm-hmm. uh, is quantifying one traits of people. Uh, you know, the if they're explosive, we quantify how explosive. Don't mm-hmm. just say two guys can have explosive on a scouting report. Yep. One could be Cameron Wake, uh, and one can be, uh, you know... Not it's just like uh, yeah, yeah. some slap defensive mm-hmm. end who's not actually going to make it in the NFL. So I think that is the biggest thing for us moving forward: is quantifying as much as possible, and then letting uh, the data speak to us instead mm-hmm. of you know get us out, get the get opinion, get bias out of the process, and don't have any opinion that's too strong mm-hmm. to change when the data says it should be changed. And I think that's what differs from us from a lot of NFL evaluators. They have their process, and that is going to be their process because yeah. that's what they learned. And so that is always going to be their process going forward. Mm-hmm. We're never too prideful to say, hey, well, the belief we held before... Uh, it was dumb, mm-hmm. and we're going to change our mind on that. And so and, that's the biggest thing. For us.
0: And all that evaluation, all the work you're doing as PFF lead dra- draft analyst, grinding the tape on Sundays, college mm. prospects. You, you put together a 2020 preseason draft guide available to all Edge and Elite subscribers here at PFF. I want to get into some names now. People are creating yes. some names. I want to know some Let's top go. performers, guys you like, guys I like. There's a ton of guys I like right now, and. First, you know, with that 2020 draft guide, you put together some names. Give me some names that maybe people aren't hearing about. Everyone knows Chase Young is really good, mm-hmm. and he looks already really good now. But talking about some names maybe under the radar, not not complete breakouts, but some under-the-radar guys you like more than most.
1: Well, I just want to say, just couch this conversation the fact that, one, it's been two games. Mm-hmm. That's an True. incredibly small yes, sample size. So two, two great games does not make a season. Mm-hmm. And two, uh, a lot of these guys have been two games against uh, terrible teams. Exactly. Terrible competition. Yeah, yeah. You're cupcake off, schedule. Yeah, cupcake schedule. So a lot, some guys have played... Good teams and performed well. Those are obviously going to be more impressive. You are going to hold more weight into those. Mm-hmm. But guys like someone we'll get to later, Jabari Zuniga, who's mm-hmm. beat up two pretty bad tackles so oh, far. Uh, we're just going to not going to wait that as highly, exactly, because he's freakishly athletic. You expect that. <laughs>
0: Jabari tackle. Zuniga, and if I can jump in there, is mm-hmm. a great example. Who's he's the highest graded defender in PFF's grading system in, the co- in college football right now because he went against some absolute future Uber drivers of yeah. tackle. You know, at the University of Miami and the team they played in week two. I think Jabari Zuniga. Has potential. There's some things we like from him, mm-hmm. but again, that grade can scream he's the best player in college football. But when you look at who he went against, true freshman at tackle against the University of Miami, you, you start to speculate and you start true to freshman have
1: to, tight end slash tackle. Exactly, like he had yeah. Just switched to tackle. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: you know that's a concern. I think Jabari Zuniga. It's easy to look at that 93 grade or whatever it is and yes. instantly pull away. Dude, this guy's better than Chase Young. But when you, ha- you have to look at the opponent, mm-hmm. you have to look at the situation, how he's winning, all of that.
1: So yeah, he's definitely impressed me I mean and mm-hmm. he was going to be impressive he's a freakish athlete like that was going to happen he was going he's going to beat those tackles if he doesn't that's an even bigger concern but I go back to someone like Bud Dupree who where he would have this monster grade against mm-hmm. the bad tackle good tackle shows up and all of a sudden where'd he go mm-hmm. he just disappears so that's that's the way with him. So Jabari Zuniga, uh, you know, a performance like that is not going to hold nearly as much weight as if he goes up against Georgia. Mm-hmm. Someone like Andrew Thomas all of a sudden does it again. So that's a guy we'll just hold off on for now. But the one that's impressed me the most, the guy who's really come out of nowhere to be in my radar, LSU quarterback Joe Burrow. Absolutely. Because this was a pretty, uh, I thought, clear-cut quarterback class mm-hmm. uh, to a Tagovailoa. At the top, Justin Herbert in that conversation uh, for the number one overall pick as well. And then it was kind of just some guys no one else I really thought could challenge them. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying Joe Burrow could, but what we've seen from him through two weeks is NFL high-level quarterback play. Mm -hmm. His adjusted completion percentage on throws, 10-plus yards down the field. NFL throws. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that our data and analyst team has found translates the best is purely accuracy on downfield throws. Can you complete them? more than other people complete them Mm -hmm. are you accurate on those throws he's been out of this world over an 80 percent adjusted completion percentage on them after he had a 53 percent a season ago uh he looks like a different player last year he was just a almost a jump ball specialist he didn't he wasn't reading defenses he would just you you know know that he had a one-on-one matchup and all of a sudden just give him a chance and you like quarterbacks that got give guys chances that's a good trait to have when Mm protecting the next level but you like guys that can find open receivers even better, mm-hmm. that's who he's been this season.
0: And he's throwing receivers open, too. You look at that touchdown to Justin Jefferson in the slot, You know that back shoulder ball placement has yes. been huge for him. And another thing that our analysts see translates to the next level from college to pro, specifically at the quarterback position, is passing from a clean pocket. Mm-hmm. And his accuracy, his adjusted completion percentage, all the grades look so good right now from a clean pocket for Joe Burrow. And when you're pushing the ball downfield and having success like he has. And LSU's receivers are good. And I think that, you know, they, they made some plays, and I think that's a big part of it as well. But Burrow, the success he's had, again, it's a small sample size. You have to catch the conversation with that is real, really, really good. He can emerge into this conversation of Herbert and Tagovaiola with, with continued performances against other good teams. Yeah. I
1: didn't even put this guy in the draft guide. Oh, no. And now he is...
0: Oh, man. Cemented in the draft guide. Yeah. Need he's that guy in, in the draft guide.
1: Uh, yeah, pretty crazy. He lost his job a couple years ago to the mm-hmm. Haskins in Ohio State. Or he did he lost his job? It wasn't his job, but lost out in the competition, mm-hmm. transferred to LSU, and now you uh, might get drafted higher on Haskins if he keeps up this play. That's oh, all. Awesome. Yeah. If this play yeah. uh, maintains play across a larger but, sample size. Yeah. But, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Some other guys, though, that you liked?
0: Yeah. I, I really liked Justin Jefferson. Ahead of the season. I, I was a big mm. fan. I, you look at him in one-on-one situations against man coverage. This guy was creating separation. Big-bodied guy that can win in the slot and then outside. Still, I mean, he had some good contested catchability. Not great. I want him to separate more. And so far through the season, he's one of the highest-grade receivers in college football. I really like what he's done so far. There's still more you need from him. He's not a freaky, twitchy athlete like another guy we'll probably bring up in Jerry Judy or Tylen Wallace. But what he's done so far, he's taking advantage of well-placed throws from Joe Burrow. And I think he's a better separator than people think. I like Justin, uh, Justin Jefferson maybe more than others. And I think moving forward, that versatility for him to play in the slot and outside, I, I really do like this kid. I think he can play well.
1: I feel like if you're a guy like Justin Jefferson, though— and this is going to get kind of off topic and a little tangent but you're a junior a true junior you have another year of eligibility left mm-hmm. This this wide receiver class is so loaded. Oh, yeah. You come back. Mm-hmm. like You have to come back, put up a and monster year. And there's still so much year. more he can get better at. That's yeah. the
0: thing. I feel like he gets better and better every time I watch this guy. And that for that reason alone, he should maybe stay a year. Develop, continue to develop at the collegiate level. Start to toast some guys, some college corners mm-hmm. before you go into the NFL. Don't be just good. Be great. And then get to the NFL.
1: Yeah, I think there's going to be a handful of guys like that at the receiver position who very well could declare... But are going to see the landscape and mm-hmm. almost see what the, happened to last year's wide receiver class, where guys like A.J. Brown, DK Metcalf fall all away yeah. mid second, late second, and be like, I'm going to be third, fourth, you know, round pick at this point if I declare get myself into the next year, mm-hmm. avoid Jerry Judy.
0: You know, another guy, you know, in addition to breakout performances, I want to just since it is our first podcast, I want to yeah. talk about guys you really like. maybe they guy are on high other people's radars, but guys you put in the draft guide knowing they're going to be first second round talents, and so far, you know what you think of their performances so far
1: well, Jerry Judy guy we just mentioned in oh, Alabama, man. I might not watch another minute of his tape <laughs> just because you don't need to there a ha- there are a handful of guys every year, yeah uh, you know and Williams last year. Uh, Nick Bosa, mm-hmm. where you just watch two games and, and you're like, you know. i done. Yeah, like, I'll know. take them. Uh, I'm obviously not an NFL decision maker, so that's mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. But you're just saying uh, you can't draft them too highly. Exactly. Like, if it's number one overall pick and you don't need a quarterback, you can't draft them too highly. I, I remember they're just be you know, one of my favorite that's moments
0: this past draft season, we went to the Combine together and we just watched a, a ton of tape. We yeah. watched a ton of tape in the, in the Combine lobby, wherever we were, the hotel lobby. And you're watching receivers and you're telling me, Biggest thing a receiver can do is just move different. And that's what you saw with Deontay Johnson of Toledo. He yeah. did that. And with Jerry Judy, he moves different. The guy is a freak before yes. and after the catch, creates separation with ease, can force missed tackles. He moves. He's more athletic, more fluid, more you know, qu- quicker than fast, all of these things. He's got it all, and, and it's really showing so far. Yeah,
1: the fluidity mm-hmm. is also the biggest thing there because they're just – Whenever positions by needs to get into mm-hmm. to do something, he gets the body into that yeah. position. Some people can't. Mm-hmm. He can. It's pretty crazy to watch. Uh, but
0: yeah. Other receivers drawn a lot of hype early on. Tylan Wallace, he's, great, he's graded pretty high so far. What do you, what's your opinion of him going into the season? Where are you seeing it now?
1: So my biggest thing with him is just contested catches down the field. He had a bunch of them, but he also got a bunch of opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I think last year he was something like 50% on his contested catches over the course of the season, which is that's a good rate at the NFL, but you should be you know against college corners. Big 12 corner especially, you should be at a higher rate than that. Now, he's a little undersized, 6 foot, under 200 pounds. He's not going to necessarily be a contest catch. That's not going to be his bread and butter. But you're going to have to make more of those at the NFL level to be a downfield threat. And I'm not sure I saw that well enough. And even early on, uh, big production screens, underneath stuff, yeah, breaks a tackle, exactly. takes to the house, has yeah. not been challenged in that regard.
0: I would see similar with C.D. Lamb. He's got big production so far, but you're still looking for him to be challenged, win some one-on-one yes. battles. He had some blown coverages for a deep touchdown against Houston exactly. in Week 1. I think you want to see C.D. Lamb win battles. We talked <laughs> about it last year with PFF's grading system. We want to see wide receiver wins. You know, wide receiver wins more than just um, you know box score production.
1: And I think that goes back to why our O line, D line are so predictive is because you have this one on one interaction. You want to All see guys time. get one on one interactions uh, against quality competition. Mm-hmm. And that's why the one on ones. You go to the Senior Bowl. People mm-hmm. put so much stock in that Senior Bowl performance. And guys' stocks can go up and down so yeah. much is because seeing that one on one interaction is so much more valuable than a guy uh, racking up. You know. Uh, Paris Campbell last year racking up exactly. 500 yards on, on soft zone coverage and screens just up, yeah, underneath exactly. zone like that's great like mm-hmm. you ha- get over a thousand yards you get over 100 catches mm-hmm. your production has almost no bearing on what you're going to do at the next
0: level though I, I want to bring up Chase Young I, I know I said you know Chase Young looks great he's done it against bad competition what I've been most impressed with is that he doesn't really need a ton of pass rush moves to win he's been so fast off the ball so big these guys cannot stay with him what I want to see from him and similar to CeeDee Lamb Someone challenged the guy. Yeah. He gets challenged, and I want to really see what he does to win with his hands, what he does in in that regard. Because I still think right now he's so athletic, so fast off the snap that no, no guys are even standing a chance right now.
1: Yeah, that's thing. I mean, you go up against the tackles he's going up against; he should be winning pretty much every time. And the bad thing is, uh, in the Big Ten, with the state of the offensive line plays is in a lot of college football, he yeah. might not be going up against a ton of top tier talent at the tackle position here. Uh, but uh, I will say he's another guy who I sort of put in that uh, bucket of what we've seen from him as a sophomore. I mean, he went up against Trey Adams, who people love oh, yeah. in the bowl in no Washington <laughs> tackle. Yeah, but he, he who going to be playing in the NFL someday and beat him up worse than I've ever seen, you know, than anyone else has beaten yeah. up Trey Adams. People have beaten him up in the past, mm-hmm. but beat him up worse than that, uh, and that was his true sophomore, mm-hmm. and he's going to test off the charts, has the length. So another guy I kind of just put in that bucket of He's safe. He yeah. will be good. If you're going like to watch the tape of Chase
0: Young, you, you go back to that Washington game last year and see him against Trey Adams, you'll know exactly yes. the kind of, kind of player he is. And he looks even better this year, bigger, stronger, faster. He's got it all. It's, again, this is going to be a great season for him, but you almost don't need to watch it. Mm-hmm. Similar to Jerry Judy, he just has it all. It's been um, a an Another kind of a breakout candidate transfer to Florida, Jonathan Greenard. He, like Jabari Zuniga, has been beating up easy competition, but he's going from a relative no, you know, no name to mm-hmm. someone who's grading really well in our system, looks good against bad competition. You have to do that first. You have to look good against bad guys before you're lo- doing good against better players. Talk to me about Green on what you've seen.
1: Yeah, started his career at Louisville, mm-hmm. broke his hand in 2018, transferred uh, after you know, the switch coaching staffs there to Florida, and just dominated Miami mm-hmm. week one. Has, uses his hand so well. Uh, it's one of those pass rushes where he's not like Zuniga, and Zuniga's just pure off the ball, one hit one move, and then to the quarterback, if he mm-hmm. wins, if he doesn't win that one move, he's kind of done. Greenard's never done as a pass rusher. He has, he has a late spin if he wants to do a late spin. He's always on balance. Love those things about him, but he's just not the athlete that Zuniga is. Mm-hmm. And so I just worry about uh, with guys like that, you need to see consistent, Production over the course of a year, one game not going to be enough to sell me if a guy 's uh, not at the high level uh, athletically he 's a good athlete in his own right, mm-hmm. has good size, but i don 't think he's uh, he 's not in those other guys' sort of lead, yeah. uh,
0: athletic some, some other breakout guys I know on your list, Willie, William Sherman, Colorado offensive tackle, mm. Eric Lee, Safety Nebraska. I, I put on here Neville Gallimore. He's a guy who graded really well in PFF system on a small sample size. Similar, you know, And I bring that up because when you see guys grade well on maybe 200, 150 snaps, and then start to explode across a larger sample size, you can get really excited about this guy maybe developing and moving forward. Get, you know, of Sherman, Lee, Gallimore, you know, give me your thoughts on these guys.
1: Gallimore was really interesting because he made Canadian born. Am I right? Yeah, he made Bruce Feldman's freaks list Mm -hmm. uh, before the season, over the course of the offseason. And you saw it on tape when he just got to fire off into the backfield, like Mm -hmm. no one keep him out of the backfield. But he was just so hesitant off the ball. Yeah, Uh, just when he didn't have, when he didn't get to fire off the ball, it was a completely different player. Just was not uh, refined whatsoever in terms of his technique. And you just thought, oh man, if you could harness. Uh, you saw like at the defense acquisition you can create havoc purely through your get off and being big Mm -hmm. and powerful Uh, you don't need a ton of technique then to just be a disruptor and i think that's what we've seen is just get him getting him to a place where he has enough uh you know experience with his hands enough experience taking on blocks to where that natural explosiveness can take over and That's what we've seen so far. Like I said, 90.1 overall grade, 86.8 pass rushing grade Mm -hmm. after a 75.0 last year. So a lot to like about him. And he also, that Oklahoma defense, they rush three. And so he rushes three, and he's off the nose. That's a tough tough place to be productive. Talking about
0: one-on-ones, he's not seeing a lot of one-on-ones. It makes it hard to evaluate him. Uh, And a guy I want to bring up, junior USC running back, Stephen Carr. Small sample size. Again, Mm -hmm. small sample size, but he's forced... 14 missed tackles on his receptions and carries. He's looks pretty explosive, pretty swifty. I, I really do like where Stephen Carr's going right now to start. Again, the small sample sizes, I think this is a guy maybe to watch moving forward for USC. Running backs, though. No, we can't talk about running backs. You can't talk no. about running backs?
1: Not yet. I okay. mean, we can't, we can't draft him until the fourth, yeah, so true. we can't talk but, I mean, about But a guy that I would maybe draft with the
0: first pick of the fourth round, over two Kylan Hill. To the Kylan Hill looks pretty good. <laughs> Bowling ball, butcher knives, 15 forced missed tackles so far this year. So Very it's good against int- Southern Miss, it's, I think going to say, it was. it's
1: interesting, though, because Kylan Hill, at the same point last year, mm-hmm. was a breakout player. Yeah. Two weeks in, he had a monster game against Kansas State. And Dude, lo- like, this loves guy's the got cupcakes. Enough. Just this- an absolute cupcake eater. <laughs> This guy is going to dominate this year. Didn't? He's yeah. a diff- completely different oh, no. player the rest of the year. So, so I need to pump the brakes. Pump the brakes, Kyle That's All I'm saying.
0: I'm eating too many cupcakes.
1: I, I do want to go back to Eric Lee, though, go Nebraska, ahead, go ahead. because he was a former cornerback, and you always love looking at those guys who played corner and had that sort Juan of Thornhill. the man coverage type mm-hmm. ability transitioning to safety. And he made two plays against Southern Alabama, I think, it was Southern Alabama, week one, that were just next level oh, yep. interceptions. Broke from uh, off coverage and quarters. It just ran the route for the wide receiver. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. Now, again, competition, not great. But a play like that, uh, it takes just you don't see a lot yeah. of safeties in the country. Just make them on tape. Mm-hmm. And I think when you see a play like that, you all of a sudden get intrigued. And then you want to see consistency after mm-hmm. that. You don't need that play week in and week out. If a guy is capable of that and then is consistent mm-hmm. on the other stuff, that's good safety then at that point. So we saw that from Eric Lee, two of those. Mm-hmm. Now I just yeah, need to well, see
0: Working with you a lot and with your play evaluation, I feel like you. I find that with a lot of positions you, you scout, can he do it? You know, can yeah. he do it once or twice? And knowing that he has that capability, that athleticism, that ceiling, mm-hmm. allows you to kind of and scout then, him in a different way. And then you be consistent, st- yeah. exactly. Then being consistent, and then you start to see it. I think that's interesting. Um, I think you know. Last thing here with prospects, talk to me about other top performers. Any other guys before? You know, we got to talk rookies too.
1: Yeah, there's so there's a few guys who we were high on, super high on going in mm-hmm. and have all done it right out the gate. Mm-hmm. You sort of affirmed all our opinions going forward. Uh, the tackles, our top two tackles going into this year, Andrew Thomas, mm-hmm. Tristan Wirfs. I two think highest they're a graded, top two actually. Yeah, they're the two Thomas highest graded upper class Three. I right can't now. remember who i okay. top I should probably know this. This is my ranking Yeah, but, uh, I, I definitely Tristan Wirfs was number one. Uh, Thomas was in our top 25 uh, mm-hmm. players in this class. Both have gotten off to a really good start. Among juniors and juniors. true juniors. juniors. They're oh. true juniors. Nice, They are grading out extremely well. So those two I've been very impressed with. Jeffrey Okudo is a guy who mm-hmm. actually didn't grade out terribly well last year. But I went back and watched the tape, and the negative plays, uh, I just wasn't too... It didn't upset me too much. When a guy mm-hmm. gives up a catch and he's at the catch point, mm-hmm. a lot of that can be random. Yeah. I think a lot he has of that a freaky stuff, athletic profile, too. Former yes. five-star, long and athletic Exactly, speed. and he's long to where you think he could affect the catch point. He was attacking it uh, you know, violently. The guy just would come down with it. And so mm-hmm. he didn't grade out well because he did give up a handful of plays last year. But incredible man coverage, still made our top ten mm-hmm. uh, in the pre-FF draft. You're bringing guide. up a good stat, too. And it's graded out really I, well. So.
0: I looked this past year, and... You know Whether it was caught or not, highest percentage of targets as a corner contested. This past season, among all cornerbacks, Jair Alexander had the highest percentage of targets mm-hmm. contested. I think you look at the college level, you'll find corners that maybe are giving up catches, you're earning negative grades for that. But if you're contesting a lot of passes, yeah. that's going to translate to the next level.
1: Yes. And there is there is a skill to being able to contest the catch point. Some mm-hmm. guys are bad at it. Some guys are good at it. But if you're consistently doing it, mm-hmm. no one's coming down with a high percentage exactly. of catches on you exactly. at that point. Exactly. So. Uh, Those three guys, though, I thought all we were high on, and it's good to be reaffirmed Mm -hmm. in that regard.
0: You want to talk rookies?
1: Let's talk rookies.
0: Rookies. All right, so on the two-for-one drafts podcast, you're getting two-for-one. You're talking NFL draft prospects. We're going to be updating you after every college football week. We're also going to be talking rookies. And it's only one week, small sample size again, but I just need to overreact. I'm so ready. Marcus Brown's a future Hall of Famer. Exactly. You have the wide receiver eight class is was the 2014
1: wide route receiver class again. Eight routes. Yes.
0: 147 yards, caught four or five targets. You know, had a great slant route. I think it was against Meekin Fitzpatrick. Caught mm. Good ball placement by Lamar Jackson, by the way. Yes. Turns out went into a big touchdown. I think it was 43 or 47 yard touchdown. Then. Just burns Minka alive. Slot oh. deep route,
1: just a roast. So now a lot of that was on Minka. Mm-hmm. Minka just completely misplayed. It yeah. did not think that was going to be a deep route and just sat, mm-hmm. and squatted. Yeah. But at the same time, Marquise Brown toasted them. Toasted him. Fitzpatrick ca- caught back up and yes. they broke the tackle. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. a lot of bad there for Minka. But Marquise mm-hmm. Brown, I think anytime a guy like that, the knock was he's too small, only a deep threat. Well, he's a damn good deep threat. Mm -hmm. And it's always been a damn good deep threat. Yeah, yeah. And it's been darn good after the catch as well. It's like, I I don't think that's too big of a knock. We had him in the first round, Mm -hmm. liked where he went, and can't ask for better Yeah,
0: I think what's good about Marquise Brown is he looks exactly like we saw him at Oklahoma. Just a big play waiting to happen, great after the catch, speed for days, and I think you saw that against Miami. And the slant was, was
1: a well-run route uh-huh. he got open and then broke a tackle afterwards that was i mean he his game he nutshell. wasn't he wasn't also just a deep throw. he had intermediate mm-hmm. level route running ability oh yeah now he's not going to I uh, still worry about him being able to consistently get off press it might not happen right away he didn't mm-hmm. get pressed a lot and they were creative with how they moved him around uh in week one on those routes uh and he also was going up against miami's defense mm-hmm. but uh, i do think He's going to be the guy we saw at Oklahoma. Yeah. I'm not too worried about him going.
0: Forward. Staying in the receiver class, AJ Brown had a really nice day against mm-hmm. uh, Cleveland. Denzel Ward specifically three receptions, 100 yards. He looked good running routes at the line of scrimmage, beating you know beating coverages, and also after the catch. I loved him coming out of Ole Miss after the catch. Great at forcing missed tackles. Such a hard dude to bring down in the open field because he's huge. Yes. He's a big body, big framed guy, and we saw that against Cle- uh, against Cleveland for Tennessee. I think he might you know take over, and you think this as well. Corey Davis for the number one target in Tennessee right now.
1: I think he should. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got out snapped by Tajay Sharp and Davis week oh, one. No. I didn't
0: know that. But Tajay, yeah, Sharp? Tajay Sharp
1: stuff is Jeez. concerning. But I mean, that that's only a matter of time before yeah. he overtakes that because what we saw from him was different mm-hmm. from what we've seen from even Corey Davis at any point Tajay over the course Sharp. of his career in terms of being able to one get off the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. He was he faced press nine times. In that game, and there was only once where I saw him actually get locked up off a press, Mm. and Denzel Ward got called for a defensive holding call on him. So Mm -hmm. he drew a defensive holding, was the only time he got locked up off press, and was consistently using his physicality to get his body clean on his routes, get corners off of him, and then at the top of routes, sink into corners, get that separation, I mean... And then they have to catch the ability. Obviously, mm-hmm. everyone can see that. It did an that, outside but, dude, receiver too. People was, were yeah. pending
0: this guy as a slot guy, but when DK yes. Metcalf went down last year, he goes out to the outside receiver and looks just as good. Did and ever we're seeing 125 that
1: twenty-five inclu- yards a game. Boom. on Outside wide receiver last year. So, Again,
0: another receiver uh, going to Washington. Yeah. Terry McLaurin. McLaurin. I don't know if it's an Irish accent. I don't know. Terry McLaren, five <laughs> <an> receptions. <laughs> <laughs> Terry McLaren, five receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. He looks he really good. I think he yes. it was definitely a pleasant surprise for a Washington Redskins offense mm. who needs a guy like McLaren, And he did it against a, a big sample size. He played a lot of that game and, and played well. Some good contested catches, in my opinion. I think he is more than what Paris Campbell was, in my opinion. He's playing better than yes. what Paris, Paris Campbell was capable of.
1: I don't want to just completely reaffirm what we had in our draft rankings, but we had McLaurin ahead of uh, Paris Campbell in mm-hmm. our draft rankings because when he was on the outside, he would beat coverage. And mm-hmm. it goes back That's to one-on-ones. he was beating one-on-ones. Paris Campbell was not necessarily, and I think we saw it in that game, uh, he was beating coverage. Mm-hmm. He was, can legitimately he has 4-3 speed. And I think that outside wide receiver and Ohio State can get underrated uh, to some degree, because they're just not going to see near the targets that mm-hmm. the slot guys are in that offense, because they Fair. go four. They're four wide sna- every snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes five wide uh, in that offense, and they're going to find uh, it's a lot easier to work the middle of the field in college football with how much space there is. Those deep balls in the outside, the deep posts are just going to be lower percentage stuff, and if the college game is trending away from that, and so. You didn't see him get 1,000 yards last year, but if you watched him at Senior Bowl, you watched him on tape, he was getting open still downfield, just mm-hmm. wasn't getting the targets.
0: I need to bring up my guy, Let's Mustache Minshew, new starting quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 100%
1: adjusted completion percentage.
0: Graded really well at the collegiate level at Washington State. Mm-hmm. Had a very good grade and, you know, it being thrown into action, but you, you have to pump the brakes on this kid. The, the, the biggest reason why, despite his high grades, he wasn't super high in our draft rankings, not a ton of arm talent. Throws with anticipation, and I think that's... has been kind. Exactly.
1: Me and and Minshew throw about the same speed.
0: Yeah, I think Minshew's arm is a lot like what Ryan Fitzpatrick's would be in about 10 years. (laughs) That's kind of where it's at. But with Minshew, though, he throws with anticipation, throws the ball accurately. Yes, Mm -hmm. he floats slants, okay? He puts a little air on his (laughs) five-yard slants. But, and I don't know how sustainable that is, but I think that's where the grade kind of... It's called touch. Exactly. It's called touch on a lot of passes. But I think you just, the grade's really well. You have to yeah. pump the brakes because this guy isn't, you know, when they say a guy who can make all the throws, he's not a guy who can make all the throws. He can't fire it the tight windows. He can't, you know, he doesn't have that, that mustard mm-hmm. on the ball. He can't heave it deep. He can't fire it into tight windows. But... If they continue to kind of create open throws for him, you could see him have success because he's a smart guy, knows how to work the pocket, and I think that's what you'll see from Minshew in Jacksonville.
1: So here's the thing: his arm is at least as good as 2014 Peyton Manning. Okay. Which 2014 Peyton Manning was still no, that was still mm-hmm. good. That was before it actually fell off. He okay. still had a pass rating of 101.5 mm-hmm. that year, 4,700 yards. Like it was still it's a good. Noodle. Okay, I get it. It's, it's a noodle. not good, but we, that Peyton Manning said. Pain Manning now obviously the between the mm-hmm. ears and everything was as good as it gets mm-hmm. in NFL history, but you can be successful at that and can be successful in the modern NFL with an arm that bad, yeah you just have to be Good at yeah. everything. you yeah, got to yeah. have everything it me, down pat. And the thing was, he was good mm-hmm. at a lot of the underneath stuff. He was good at getting the ball where it needed to be at Washington mm-hmm. State. and He, was he threw it early. It just showed up late. It. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. He threw it right, right when you needed to, but it just comes a little bit later than everybody yeah. else.
1: <laughs> but So the biggest thing, though, uh, one game, though, against a very bad Kansas City defense, uh, I'm not going to get fully on board because mm-hmm. the biggest thing will be, with that arm strength, when you can prepare for that, Oh, man. Corners the underneath limitations are insane start squatting exactly. on underneath stuff you you just all you challenge him to throw it. you make yeah. him throw it down the field and that's when safeties uh, pick off those weak. You passes. Can call, so we'll see, we'll see yeah. what happens this week when they have, uh, the defense actually prepares mm-hmm. for Minshew.
0: And you call Minshew the smartest rookie quarterback, if you want, but it, 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 no matter what, he's he, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a rookie. It's going to struggle when these guys can prepare for him. And there's so many limitations with his game. Mm-hmm. Jaguars offense is going to have to change significantly knowing that he can't fire the ball in about 10 yards down the field. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that noodle moves forward. The mustache and the noodle. Um, Another rookie that played last night, I think Denver Broncos' offensive line wasn't great, but Reisner, the guard, earned yes. high pass blocking grades, great in the run game, moved some guys off the line of scrimmage, wasn't doing it against a great Raiders defensive front, but again, I always say you, know, sure. you have to do it against bad guys before you do it against the talent of the NFL. I think Reisner had a great preseason. And then is now turning in the regular season. This is a guy we really liked. When he got kicked into guard, I think he could be one of the better offensive linemen on this Broncos team. Yeah,
1: 84.2 overall grade, mm-hmm. 83.3 pass blocking, 80.3 run blocking. And
0: That's a triple you, you, A. <laughs> you need a a. <laughs> a. If
1: you listen to his pre-draft, this was like no s- surprise for us. He was mm-hmm. as NFL ready as it gets on the interior, uh, a nasty, nasty offensive lineman mm-hmm. going up against easy competition. You know, it was about as easy as assignment hey, as you'll hey. see all season. Uh, no shame in saying that. Ease up but on the Raiders' D line. You got to beat the bad guys too. <laughs> no, so, I agree. I mean, that's got to beat the bad guys. I think too. they got a good one. Speaking
0: and, of beating the bad guys too, Nick Bosa absolutely saucing Donovan Smith on the inside swim yes. or whatever that inside jump. Gel- yeah, it was not good, and he did it with a bad ankle. They're yeah. taping him up in between reps, and Donovan Smith's still out there just getting washed. It was really bad. I, I could see that his checks, just game checks, just flowing down. It was not good, Donovan Smith. Needs to pick up the pace, and people are saying Donovan Smith. You know he's going against one of the better talents. It's like, dude, Donovan <laughs> Smith, you need to beat rookie pass rushers That's in say, Week One every day of the week.
1: Yeah, you just got an extension, and again, we said Donovan Smith was not good. Like yeah. we said this going that extension into it, was so absurd. Nick Bosa beating him up almost just confirms priors. Uh, but again, eighty point five grade right out the gate—that's pretty darn good for a rookie, especially with the bum oh, yeah. ankle. Exactly. Uh, Didn't play in the preseason. He is Joey Bosa though, so this. Again, anything for the first four games. Both of it. Joey didn't play the first four games, so mm-hmm. this is all icing on the cake. You, the next twelve, uh, if you can get those ten sacks, he matches. The brother, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are paying Donovan
0: spots. Smith twelve point five million dollars for those kinds of efforts. I, I, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Yeah, he's twenty six yeah, years old. What I, what I loved generous. about the Donovan Smith is to break away from rookies. The two for one draft is going <laughs> three for one. Um, to break away, we Donovan Smith. What I now. loved. People always bring up. That he just plays a ton. He's played over a thousand snaps every year of his career. He's he's li- you know he's reliable, sturdy, ability. healthy, best ability, availability. Hey, I show up to work every day. I'm not that <laughs> great. All right, I, you know you need people that come in here and play above expectation. Yeah. Donovan Smith hasn't done that. I know Needle he shows Lakers. up to every meeting. Maybe early. Yeah. Maybe he gets there ten minutes early. I don't really donuts. care. You, you need—he brings donuts. That's probably what it is. Donovan Smith brings donuts and lets Bosa just wash them down the pipeline. Um, going back to rookies here, I want to talk a little bit about
1: um, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, yes, last wide receiver to really hit on uh, because people thought he was just a deep threat.
0: Mm-hmm. Catch the slant
1: route yeah. in that game. I, I think there's uh, small
0: and, <laughs> sample size. I know,
1: but I, but I am saying uh, he looks like an NFL ready wide receiver Mm -hmm. on that deep tree for him to stack an NFL cornerback down the field, the Mm -hmm. way he was stacking college cornerbacks. It's just going to be so tough at four, three speed, Mm -hmm. 230 pounds, For Once he gets on top of you, for any defensive back in the NFL to have a chance of recovering, Mm -hmm. that is going to be good windows. And we said it was the perfect place for him to go to because Russell Wilson's deep ball comes down so beautifully down the field in terms of the arc he puts on it. It's not coming down like Aaron Rodgers, these lasers down the field where it has to be right in his hands. DK it's not coming down like Minshew's deep balls either. Yeah. <laughs> I'll <take that. laughs> yeah. coming um, from the heavens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it is a he puts good arc on it, and so I think this is a match made in heaven. And we saw it multiple times already.
0: Something I want just to close rookies, and then we're going to dive into some cool segments we have here on the two for one uh, podcast, two for one drafts podcast. Um, <laughs> Highest graded rookie uh, de- defender this past week earned an 81.0 overall grade. It was Nick Bosa. Highest graded offensive players all in the 90s. I think re- that that says something. You know, defense as rookies, pass rushers and coverage players. It, it's it's tough to adjust to the NFL going against NFL speed, not in the preseason. I think you're gonna it's gonna take some time for your first round cornerback like DeAndre Baker getting roasted by Amari Cooper. That's yeah. gonna take some time. DeAndre Baker didn't handle speed well at Georgia, but going against Amari Cooper, you're gonna learn the NFL. I was a little bit different.
1: Well, I tweet this out mm-hmm. every like year around the draft, and mm-hmm. people hate it. Because, oh, I know what you're bringing up. I love, and this it's one. because uh, there were like 15 guys last year who mm-hmm. graded above 75 and played at least 600 snaps as rookies. Mm-hmm. There's just not a lot of camp, yeah. not a lot Fade of guys hit the ground. Not a lot of guys hit the ground running. So mm-hmm. if you're relying on your rookie class to turn you around, mm-hmm. chances are. It's not going to happen. But, man, but I, just, I just love rookies, though. There were some good guys. Oh, we didn't even have TJ Hawkinson, too. Oh, yeah. Looked well, mm-hmm. good as well, and he's going to be featured in that offense. It oh, absolutely. Eight targets already, mm-hmm. week one. Staying uh, on tight ends. I'm not too surprised, though. I, I mean, go- he was pretty safe as mm-hmm. a receiving projection.
0: I want to go to tight ends. Noah Fant last night looked bad in the run game. Did not add a ton as a receiver. This Denver Broncos team needs him to be a playmaker. He's this athlete. He's so fast. How can- He can't miss. You know, all these things with first-rounder, but... He struggled. He he struggled in the run game. Didn't look great, you know, catching, you know, tracking the ball as a receiver. We we had you know worries about Noah Fant coming out. I I didn't get proved wrong. Let's just say that against Oakland Week One. No,
1: yeah, I thought the biggest thing he could add to that offense is just a downfield off of play action deep crossers. They're just going across the Mm -hmm. field. On we need more of that. They gave that him was, an end
0: around. What are you? I, I don't get it. I think <laughs> that wasn't was th- That was but, rough. Josh Morrow tass- tackles you for a tackle for loss. You did a bad play. That, <laughs> but you made a bad decision as a Broncos team. <laughs>
1: True, but I, I do just think the transition for him and we said it going in the draft process. It was night and day between NFL reign between Hawkinson and him. Mm-hmm. Fant just was not. Uh, Hawkinson very much was. Uh, Fant maybe if you want to call him higher upside. Mm-hmm. Upside being totally.: oh, I marks love up there. Uh, go ahead and do it. I don't see it. Uh, but I, I do think it's just not going to be. He's not going to be your 10 target Zach Ertz move exactly. the chains type of not guy. A Hawkinson he's either, an explosive I would say. he's an explosive threat. He is not a you know a consistent pass catching weapon at this point.
0: Let's dive into some segments. Yeah, lead editor right. here at PFF. I do love some wordplay. Mm-hmm. And Renner, you sent me this in an email this morning and I was jacked. Fake ID Segment here on the Two for One Drafts podcast where we're the talking guy. about guys, underclassmen who aren't going to be eligible for this draft. So they're but, putting but we, in their. That, va-
1: the guys we'd let in, though.
0: Yeah, we'd let in. Yeah, we'd let them. If I was standing at the bar, I see the ID, <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know what? Rondale Moore. Purdue, I'm letting you get in because you look yeah. pretty good. You know, you'll pass as a 21 year old. You'll pass yeah. as a junior. Rondell Moore, man. People want to talk about his after the catchability. I'm over here sitting raving about what he can do at the line of scrimmage. Oh yes, it's insane. He's he's great with his releases. Can work from the slot and outside. He has some contested catchability. The ball tracking on that deep ball, mm-hmm. man. I'm all in. I, I need to see the fake. I don't need to see the fake idea. <laughs> Let him in. He's got a good enough beard. Is where I'm going
1: with it. It's that. one of those guys where you're in a phone booth with them. You're probably not going to touch him. Exactly. He just like yeah. on the line scrimmage Mm -hmm. cornerbacks don't touch him now Mm -hmm. if they get you get your hands on him Mm -hmm. you might be able to get him but you're just not going to be able to get your hands on him he is that shifty Mm -hmm. that freakish of an athlete he did have a
0: drop i think a drop you
1: did have a drop i didn't like the drop He's and he
0: double-caught one on the slot, but then he made some people And then he miss. made a guy I, miss. Oh, yeah. so, I can't help but fall in love with the guy. It,
1: he really is easy to fall in love with, and you're going to hear slot only. Man. He has to be in the right. No, no. I, I think he can be a complete receiver mm-hmm. uh, at the next level.
0: Does it remind you a little bit? I, I got this. and Maybe it's crazy. A little bit of Tyler Lockett? A little bit of Tyler Lockett? You kind of see a little yeah. bit? Yeah, I can see a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
1: and he's more... Shifter, shifter. Better after the catch. Wow. After okay. the catch, he'd be better. Yeah. Tyler Lockett, fantastic route runner mm-hmm. already. You know, took him. He's a refined route runner. around yeah. him more. Probably two not targets that level. by
0: the way in week but, one for Tyler Lockett. That's just absurd. I mean, You're only, all going to DK. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, other microbrew here, Minnesota. You know, I love nope. Tyler Johnson.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Fake ID.
0: Yeah. Fake. Oh, sorry. Not microbrew. <sighs> I tease the, <sighs> the segment. I tease the segment. Fake ID.
1: Can we make a note of that? Let's yeah. Get yeah. that out of there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Every time we're at. Another fake ID here, Rashad Bateman, Minnesota. I love Tyler Johnson. Had an opportunity to interview him before the draft, or oh, not before the draft, before the season. And Tyler Johnson, well, technically, that's before the draft. Before still. the draft, still very quiet guy. Remind, yeah. remind me of Amari Cooper a lot, and that he doesn't want to talk a ton. You know, he threw a lot of his, you know his offense, his quarterbacks, whatever. His teammate Rashad Bateman is on fire. Right now, he's got a very high receiving grade. I've seen good contested catchability. He had one of the better catches of week one, or I think it was week, yeah, week one, and then he's got three forced missed tackles after the catch, three contested catches, 10 plays, 10 receptions of 15-plus yards. Yeah. He's on a off to a great start. I don't know if it's because Tyler Johnson's getting locked up on double teams, but Rashad Bateman is blowing up. True sophomore, fake ID. I'm letting him in the bar.
1: Yeah, 90.1 receiving grade so far, 237 yards, and... He wasn't supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You know, he wasn't supposed to be their number one threat going into this Mm -hmm. year. He
0: just got his fake ID. Yeah. Just literally just scooped (laughs) it up. Um, Next segment. One of my favorites. One more fake ID. One more fake ID? Justin Fields. Oh, yeah, sure.
1: Got to go to him because uh, much hyped. You know, all the hype coming from Georgia, transferring Mm -hmm. over to Ohio State. He's lived up to it so far. Now got obviously competition
0: and small sample size. A little bit, you know, FAU
1: yeah. uh, going. He's got up some good receivers too. Cincinnati <laughs> this last week got some good receivers. The offense has <laughs> made some lesser quarterbacks. I'm feathering Even, the brakes. Looks good. I'm feathering the breaks. Brakes are feathered. I gave his idea double take. But again, he has athleticism. He fits the mold mm-hmm. of the modern quarterback in that he can run. And all of a sudden, when a guy can run like he can run, it dictates coverages. You don't have to be a perfect. Drew Brees, surgical read the defense quarterback. Mm-hmm. You just have to be accurate. You just have to have arm talent, basically, at mm-hmm. that point because defenses show their hands all so of early. Gardner Minshew has you yeah. see, it's everything. with <laughs> Gardner Munchie has arm talent.
0: Exactly. Uh, all right, another segment um, playing on that two for one drafts micro brews. Guys from yes. small schools that are performing above expectation. Yeah, you showed me this guy's YouTube highlight video, and I've been all mm. in ever since. I've been looking to buy a jersey online, Fresno State, <laughs> Natani Muti. You know, read into this guy's background. He originally committed to Hawaii, pivoted to Fresno State. People at Fresno State called this guy a legend. He's like the Sasquatch there. When you yes. see him, people are taking pictures and stuff. Natani Muti, so dominant in the red game, off to a great start in pass protection so far, and he's doing it at tackle. He was great mm. as a true freshman, I think playing guard, am I right? Yep. Yes. Playing guard as a true freshman, had the injury coming back, playing tackle, and having a great start to this season. We just love this guy.
1: Yeah, 88.3 pass blocking grade out the gate here, moving back to guard through two games. Only one pressure allowed, Mm -hmm. uh, and I think over 100 pass blocking snaps at this point uh again go watch his highlight tape if you haven't probably gonna rave about this guy all throughout the draft process (laughs) i pray that he comes out this year because i I truly believe he's a first round type of guard oh man i think he's that good uh, of a guard and his offensive line coach said you know was asked who would you compare him to that you've coached uh he said no one i've never coached anyone this good probably guys i've seen on sundays though Mm -hmm. that's how good is. and he's gone up against uh, SC uh, and who I'm trying to think who they went up against this past week uh, yeah. Minnesota yeah, SC yeah. in Minnesota they've mm-hmm. gone up against two power five schools mm-hmm. and he's still doing the job in pass pro Tani
0: Muti sounds like a microbrew name too he's probably if you had <laughs> to do him a microbrew it's like 18% alcohol just hits you right in the face you don't yeah. really want to drink a full beer of it but that's where it is with not the Tani Muti before you dive into your next guy I've got a little microbrew of my own from mm. the alma mater go Aztecs okay. Chayava Tazino Ooh. the school's only four star recruit that's the only one they've got Great pass rushing off ball linebacker plays great in Rocky Long's warrior defense. He's you know looked good in pass rush. He's always been a good run defender. This guy graded really well for us this past season. Off to a great start for San Diego State in their upset over UCLA. And he's got like the
1: high shoulder pad. Yes, like, He looks. Yes. He looks you need. He look like a linebacker exactly. Like, he looks like a good linebacker prospect with mm-hmm. that. It's like an easy cheat code to mm-hmm. put yourself on the. And map you know San Diego State scout.
0: secretly linebacker you. You have Miles Burris. And then you have uh, <laughs> Ka- Calvin Munson, New England Patriots undrafted free agent. Oh, man. And now you got Kajam Is this Tizina. the all-decade team? It's from- the all-decade team, brother. <laughs> but yeah, I, li- I really like Zeno, though. I think, again, the only four-star recruit on this mm-hmm. roster. I think he's one of the few guys that has actually an athletic profile yeah. that can make some plays in the NFL. That's a big thing too. You look for traits a little bit here. Tazino has them. He's quick, very athletic, can rush the passer, plays well in coverage, stout against the run. Keep an eye for that, Mike I like it. I like it a lot. Give me your guy from UAB.
1: Last guy, and this is another guy I probably talked about a lot this year, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, I don't know why. I, enjoy, I mean, I know why I enjoy watching him play. It's because he just slings the ball down mm-hmm. the field. Tyler Johnston, the UAB quarterback, average depth of target, something like 15 yards down the field. Jeez. Not gonna, just he, heaving. He's not going to take the check down. Just he's, a going rocket. To, he's going to fit it into that window. But he is incredibly accurate. Had something like, I want to say six big-time throws this past week. Uh, he just... Puts the ball where it needs to be mm-hmm. down the field. His accuracy down the field is fantastic. He might have really small hands, though. I'm oh, worried no. about it. Like, oh, sub-9-inch hands. Jeez. It looks... Like baby they, hands like they look the looks commercial? small when he's holding the ball do you remember like, the old
0: whopper commercial where they'd have <laughs> yes. little hands oh no that's it, just, that can just plummet a guy's draft stock it
1: that's, really it really might like he has a funky windup mm-hmm. but he has good enough arm strength to mm-hmm. play in the nfl and that downfield accuracy Jeez. probably won't come out this year i think he has another year of eligibility let the hands but saying, grow gotta let the keep, hands grow yeah <laughs> needs another just year stretch those fingers out mm-hmm. but yeah we'll see I mm-hmm. it's what needs to see more of him. Yeah. But I like what I've seen so far.
0: Well there you go. Micro Bruce to end. You know any other closing thoughts before we you know tie the knot on our first two for one drafts podcast?
1: Well I just want to let people know we're gonna be doing it twice a week. Yep going to be going kind of a review preview sort of mm-hmm. yep. and then we'll be doing segments and we'll also be you guys anything you want to know please hit us up on Twitter for absolutely. questions things you want us to do segment ideas I don't know stuff you want us to touch on we need, more, n- we need more nicknames on. for the we're gonna, yeah we're going to get yeah. more there's we have we're just scratching the surface here oh man here we had some good on ones these. for sure so hope you guys enjoyed mm-hmm. the
0: first show absolutely twice a week you know one pre- one review one preview a lot of good stuff talking prospects and rookies this has been Mike Rainer and Austin Audible 2 for 1 draft <laughs>